What's going on? What's going on? This is Born True presenting the Be True podcast, a podcast that gives another perspective, a true perspective on other various topics such as sports, music, and whatever randoms that may pop up in my head. The first topic will be why. Why we started this podcast? There's too many unseen things or unnoticed or, you know, people fail to see a different perspective or they have like a blinders eye or tunnel vision, if you will. I always like to present another way of looking at things and or unforeseen things, if you will, that no one else sees. Like, for example, I have an out-of-box way of thinking. Therefore, something like The Black Panther. It was a great movie, I guess, for the culture. De- debatable. That was basically The Lion King in my eyes. So it's like everybody got excited over The Lion King. I mean, I guess. I mean, I understand, you know, the whole black representation of superheroes and how that may be lacking of or maybe not be as up to standards of everybody would like it to be, but I mean, it seemed like the Lion King to me, so I was really well excited to it. I'm glad I really spent my money. I kind of saw it on bootleg. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. So, first topic prop we're going to go into would be the, my song selection. I told, I chose Trouble, was Ham was up, because I believe that Trouble's Edgewood Project album, I'm not sure what they want to call it, but that project was a great album. Like that was that was pretty solid. It's probably the most solid album of this whole year. Like when I say solid album, I mean far as if you can put it on shuffle and it doesn't matter. Like it just ride all the way through. Next after that album, I probably put in Victory Lap, and then J Rock's J Rock's Redemption was was pretty was pretty tough. Along with these three albums, you know. I don't think people really like understand the the people themselves or grasp what they're really saying on these records, you know. I feel that Trouble, for example, is one of those artists that can perfectly end both verses. He's he's not a always I'm gonna give you a hit every now and then, but if you like listen to what he's actually saying, it's all lingo for the most part. So, you know, he really saying some real shit. Nipsey, Nipsey for me, you know, he's like well, I hold him up to Jay Z equivalent. I don't really rock. I don't really rock with Jay Z. I never have. I'm not gonna even lie and flex that saying. I say I do, but Nipsey always has. Since 2012, I've been a Nipsey fan. So Nipsey has always been a top artist for me. Actually, going to see one of his shows when he came down here to Atlanta, June 8th. I'll never forget it. This man used a live band for his performance. Now. When using a live band for rappers, there's a different vibe altogether. You know, you can actually feel the vibe of the room. Also with that, there was a fight broke out as soon as we got off stage between two chicks. So I felt, hey, I got my money's worth. Another show I got to see today, uh, this year was uh, Trouble's uh, Edgewood show at, at uh, Center Stage. I'm the loft, Center Stage, same thing. But, you know, that was Trouble's first sold out venue. I thought that was pretty dope to share that experience with that man. You know, seeing being a fan of him since 2011. I know I'm more biased towards him because, you know, me being from Stone Mountain, Georgia, by the way of Virgin Islands, you know, I'm kind of biased to everything towards east side. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody else from the city is, like, as far as, like, you know, south side, I only stay in south side clubs. And, you know, if I spend my money, it's going to be south side. If I spend my money, it's going to be on east side. You know, I know plenty of people that do that. DC Young Fly actually said it uh, in one of the Vlad TVD. Uh, it was DJ Small's eyes, I think. Uh, interview, he said that if he ever spend money, it would only be on the west side because he is from the west side. And I was like, yeah, that's 
That's pretty much how it is. You do it kind of to, to like a subconscious level. Now we're going to go into Keep It True. Keep It True is where we discuss one or two topics of the day. The first one would be Sierra's new song, uh, Streets 945. Preview the song, the music video. You, you can check it out on YouTube if you like. Uh, it's called Level Up. Now, this is Sierra's going back to the uh, to the, to the pop lane, if, if you if rather. Uh I felt the song is, is trash, not just because it's Sierra, but the song is just trash because you ripped off the uh, Fuck It Up Challenge. You know, I don't know if y'all remember the Fuck It Up Challenge back in the early 2000s, but she basically sampled it and tried to say, instead of saying fuck it up, you say level up, and it's like, it's trash. It is trash because you was musically dead before Future, and he gave you a number one hit, and then you musically died again. It's like... Like, people don't want to be real. I know her fans want to say that, you know, oh, what do you know? We give Future too much credit. And I'm like, what do you mean? He wrote her number one hit. And then, you know, like, today I got into this with this rather facially challenged, weight challenged girl. Like, you know, she wants to tell me that that uh I give Future too much credit. I'm like, well, he wrote the song. What are you saying? She was like, and then she tried to come back with, it's six people that wrote that song. And I'm like, okay, you don't know how this music thing works so let me break it down for you sierra's right right when when you have a song they have the writer of the song who is usually the performer and then who who probably and then the next all the writers everyone that has a credit will be the people that either are producers or they wrote so the names on sierra's body party are sierra future Mike Will, Pierre, and the Ghost Town DJs. So, basically, we have Sierra and Future, Mike Will, and Pierre, which are the producers from Air Drummers that, that produce the song, and the Ghost Town DJs. The reason the Ghost Town DJs is on the writing credits is because they sampled their song, so you have to give them the writing credit. Now, she want to further tell me that he didn't give her a platinum pack. I said, yes, that is true, because Body Party went gold, but we never said nothing about platinum. I said a number one hit. Then she tried to tell me that there's no way the future reinvented her career. I was like, I didn't say he reinvented. I said he revived, which he did on the count of Fantasy Ride and uh, Basic Instinct both flopped. They both did what? Two, what? What? 95, what? 16, respectively. It's like, you, are you serious? Like, it's not even it's not even gold. Gold is five hundred thousand copies sold. So like I said, musically dead. I'm not a biased person because I'm a future fan. I'm just letting you know that truth be told, if nobody was checking for Sierra when she went pop. Because her last hit prior to that was Promise, which was 07, which is an RB hit. And when she went pop, everybody was like, nah, we cool on that. Because no one can tell me her single prior to Brody Party, which is sorry. Right, nobody was checking for sorry, give me that, or what was the other bullshit? Don't get the, don't something, it was trash. But the point is, Sierra's musically dead, like, and then it's just, she tried to use the attention and all that, and it's, it's kind of corny. But R&B-wise, musically, nah, she's terrible. 
she could dance. I give her that. She's a very pretty girl, you know, pretty woman. Excuse me, but truth be told, she's probably just a shitty person. Like not even a shitty person. I would, I would, I would always say that, but she's just a good dancer. Just leave it at that. She's a good performer. Hell, Beyonce is a good performer. Beyonce is a whole machine. When I say machine, is like there's there's like a whole collective that makes Beyonce. You know, she just you know dances and heels and you know puts on the show. Like that's, that's great dancing, but as far as writing, producing, all that, oh nah, she ain't doing nothing with that. I know people like to say that she is, but you know I probably get attacked for the behalf of this shit. But fuck it, I don't care. Truth be told, like there's twenty five thousand people on like one credit for Beyonce song, like. You know what I mean? Like, people know that Neo wrote Irreplaceable. People know Dream write her shit. Like, I don't know why they shocked when I say that she's a collective, you know. But it's not only just her. I'm not even going to put it all on her, but multiple artists do it. It's just, you know, reality of things. Also, that happened today. Uh, the second topic was uh, The Shade Room. They post. They made this post about, uh, about uh, couples going 50-50 as far as, like, you know, like expenses and like you know bills and dates and whatnot. Now disclaimer. I am not going to say that anybody should be any type of way. I feel that the only you know the only thing that's universal, excuse me, for couples would be communication. Great communication leads to better relationships. That's just universal. But as far as like bills and all that, whatever works for you works for you now my opinion in my opinion i don't think it should be all on one person for anything like you know it, it's, it should be a give and take thing like it's like let's say that i live in los angeles right if you telling me that i have to pay this mortgage and provide this and do that you see what i'm saying in LA now, not like not no like outskirts. We talking about in LA. We talking about the cost of living in LA. If I can do that, then why would I need you here? You see what I'm saying? I'm taking care of you. Like, and it's like, well, if I can do that, then I can. I should be able to have another woman. I feel because I'm providing anyway. Might as well add another income or whatever. I can have that right. But, you know, of course, women will say, but in the Bible, men supposed to provide. And I'm like, the Bible also says polygamy is cool. The Bible also says that, uh, what you call it? Not supposed to have premarital sex, but you're still doing that. You can't pick and choose what you want to highlight in the verse because it sounds good right now. Like, that's just trash. So, you know, but the shade room, you know, they, they had a, a great debate about this and it was like 36,000 comments. You know, I made a comment myself. I said, uh, I, I found it funny that how how can a woman tell me a man what a real man is? Now, when I say that, it's like, you know, that's just straight up. I don't care what your daddy said or what or whatever the fuck. This idea you have, this spark notes bullshit. But, you know, nigga, like, you can't tell me what a fucking real man is. You're a fucking woman. Just like you can't raise a man, like, if you have a son. Like, nah. It ain't happening. I can't tell you about childbirth. And I'm not trying to say childbirth to be a simple. I'm just using an example. But I can't tell you about that. I can't. You see what I'm saying? There's just certain shit. Like, people don't even realize that there's men out here that's screaming for help. Like, just don't know what the fuck going on. 
all these emotions built up and you, and you don't know how to release it. You know, because no one gives a fuck. Truth be told, I'm not just saying this for me. I'm just, I'm just saying just all men relationships. Like, you know, Wiz Khalifa on his new album, Rolling Papers, which is a good project, by the way. He has a song on there called Be Okay. And, you know, he briefly talked about him and Amber Rose relationship. Now, this relationship, you know, was, you know, tit for tat. And, you know, he felt like, oh, I put your, I put her needs in before mine. And you claim to be holding me down, but you don't even take my last name. And women don't even see that how emasculating that is for a man to not have my last name. Now, I know women would like to say that, you know, oh, I had a I had a name or, you know, I was so-and-so before this. I had, you know, professional reasons. Got it. Cool. But, you know, when you're famous like that, you know, you can use your stage name. Your stage name will never change. But I, I figured on legal paper, document paper, you know, it wouldn't be no thing to change your name. I mean, is, is it really that serious? I mean, that's just me. But also people, people, not just women, people have a, I feel a misconstrued way of looking at relationships. Like, you know, there's no template. There is no right or wrong way. It's just it's there's no perfect person you know what I mean? Like, it's basically you're finding a person that you that you cool with, you really vibe with, and we just building on that. There's nothing more to it. There's there's no fairy tale. There's no bells and whistles. It's, it's a lot of work. It's gonna take work because you're you're two different people. You're learning each other. It, it takes time, but it also takes two people to come together to have an agreement to actually want to work at it. True sports. True sports is where we talk about current events in sports and my opinions on what's going on in various leagues. We're going to start with the NBA, of course, because the free agency is lighting up pretty pretty seriously. We got LeBron James on, on the Lakers. I called it. I called it. If you go to my Instagram at k.stvns, you will see that I called. I said specifically what day LeBron James will go to the Lakers, and he ended up going to the Lakers. The reason I say he's going to the Lakers is because look at the, the team, the seven teams he was meeting with. You're not going to Warriors. That's just trash because, first off, you don't even know. You don't even fit there. Like, that's just talk for what. Y'all got to talk about That team is just, they have no room for you money-wise. Uh, we got the Celtics. Nah, you're not going to go back to the East and uh, chill with Kyrie after all that shit you was talking, you know? This whole little bromance that you had with D-Wade that Kyrie mentioned, that shit was gay as fuck. But whatever. Then you got, uh, then you have Philly. I'm like, you're not going to fit on Philly because Ben Simmons is the next LeBron. Like, I don't know if anyone played with 2K with Ben Simmons. Like, that shit is serious. Like, he's going to be something. He's going to be the truth. He will be the next wave. Him, Owen Depot, uh, Bede, uh... Who else is hot right now? Fucking Lonzo. Know what I mean? Like, all these boys will be something to be reckoned with the next four to five years. Right now, the the wave, I feel, it would be hard in Westbrook. Know what I mean? Because LeBron's age is, like, kind of dying down. So, like, the KDs, like, the whole, like, I say the block of the folks that came in from 
like, 08, 09, like, they graduated with me, like, you know, graduated college, well, not graduated college, graduate, when I graduated high school, like, those folks, like, the KDs, you know, 08, 09 to, like, 2012, like, that little block, like, like they, they somewhat popping now. The way I see basketball is, like, every five years, you have a, a, a peer group, you know, if you will. Like, LeBron will be from 03 to 08, you know what I mean, and then 08 to... Oh, 2013 would be the next peer group, but yeah. So the Derrick Rose, the everybody that came in between 08 and 2013 will be like the we be in their prime. I see it right now. So LeBron is dying down. LeBron's peer group, I mean, is dying down because it's like just not dying down like they're trash, but dying down like and your NBA old, your league old. Like there's that that is such a thing. Like there's there's a lot of wear and tear in the body, you know. Like that's just. That's just how it is. Now we gonna uh, look at uh, Kawhi Leonard. He went to the to the Raptors for uh, the Marcus DeRozan. That was that was pretty interesting. I didn't see that one coming, but uh, you know, some people have mixed views. Some say that you know it's a bad move on both teams, and I'm like, well, you know, Kawhi. I don't know how what what, what how he feels. He hasn't said anything. I don't think so. I haven't seen anything yet. But Toronto was a pretty cool city. I've heard that uh, their carnival is better than than uh, New York's Labor Day carnival, and I heard, and you know, I never been to New York, I never been to either, but I heard their both carnivals are pretty pretty lit. So if they're better than New York, they they gotta be something serious, because you know there's a lot of uh, freed slaves and a lot of uh, Caribbean uh, influence in Toronto. Well, not just in Caribbean influence, but there's a lot of mixture of different race, different ethnicities and people and. It's like one big melting pot in Toronto. And then it's like a thriving, popping city now. It's like, you know, it's, it's growing up to like to be like a L.A. type feel, like, you know, type city. But it's over the border. So, I mean, you know, Kawhi, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know. I, I don't know what he feels or whatever. But I mean, I like to see how how, the, how this next upcoming season will go. I know the Lakers won't do shit. They won't do shit because... You know, that team is just... He has a whole bunch of young young dudes on his team, and I don't think that he would really go anywhere with this. So, well, not for a while. And it's like, well, not, it might... I think they'll... The team, the way he will get it to where they can go to the finals, like, easy-peasy, will probably be, like, year two or three because you have a lot of young dudes. Like, people don't even see that he took a whole bunch of veterans to the finals, like, you know. But even then, it's like... Nah, man, like, you got a whole different team. Like, I hope he doesn't mess up the franchise. I, does, I really do. I, I do think it's, it's corny that he went to the Lakers, you know, because every I, – I, I, I've seen many, many, many interviews that uh, players always want to play for their home team. But you play for your home team twice, and it's like – and you abandon the city, like, you know, um, and then they, they paint the narrative that he uh, – it's okay because they lost. But you like, like, but you got swept, dude. Like, like, yeah, you went to the finals every year, nine years straight, but you still lost, bro. Like, like Nelly said, one, I'm number one. Two is not a winner. Three, nobody remembers. Like, bro, you lost, bro. Like, no one remembers the loser. Like, you got three rings. You know, like I, I hate people who try to compare him to Jordan. I'm like, bro, you ain't Jordan, bro. You ain't better than Kobe. The reason you ain't better, you can't you can't top Kobe because Kobe came in the league fight. When I say came in the league fight, this man took Kobe took multi platinum selling brandy to prom. 
LeBron still with his uh, high school sweetheart, which is nice and cool, whatever. But I mean, you didn't marry her until 2015, and you graduated to 2003, so right. So, well, we're not gonna get into that. But uh, still, you took Kobe, you took Brandy to prom. On top of that, Kobe was supposed to be originally the Jesus Shuttleworth, and he got game, but he turned it down. So they went with Ray Allen. Yeah, Kobe was part of the greatest draft class. Remember, they will always say that Kobe is part of the greatest draft class. Kobe was on a three-peat by the time LeBron came to the league. Kobe, Kobe even tried rapping. It was trash, but Kobe even tried rapping. You see what I'm saying? We're talking about Afro Kobe, young, young, jumping out the gym, you know. You know, Kobe was the dude, man. Like, he got two jerseys retired. You're not going to disrespect Kobe, bro. Like, like you, can, until you, you can't get the mic until you pass Kobe. And Kobe got five rings, you got two. And the way the league that I've seen... Dude, you're not gonna get them if you don't get them out the gate, man. You ain't gonna they ain't gonna pop up like that. Like when you get older, man. Like you know, that's just straight up. And and he too high caliber player to be like Robert Horning out there. Like you can you ain't LeBron ain't gonna go to the bench. Like I'm 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 shocked to hear people trying to say Carmelo going to the bench. But that's crazy. But even then, it's like nah, bro. Like that ring shit over with, man. He just wanna play in L.A. Like. Then, then then people want to say, oh, he going to play with his son. I'm like, bro, his son going to be trash. And I'm like, I don't mean to put evil on the boy, but I'm like, truth be told, look at every NBA player, parent, parent, parent-child duo. You know, you got Horford. People don't even know how Horford dad played for the 76ers. And you're right. So you even if you don't even know that, then you... That means that he was fired. Like if you if you see the trend, what I've noticed is if the dad is great, the son will be trash. If if the if the if the dad is like a role player, he's like average or or mom in JV McGee's uh, uh, case, you know. If if if, it's, if if the parent is a role player, then the, then the child more likely will be a a uh, a, a champion or a, a superstar. Like look at Dale and Steph Curry. Like Dale Curry, I don't remember him being no, no like that that dude. I mean, he had a good shot, but I don't remember him being that like that dominant. Like, oh snap, Dale Curry. Like compared to what Steph is, and then you look at Seth. Like people don't even talk about Seth at all. Like, but I I don't even know how that works. But you know, it's just how it is. Like look at Michael Jordan's sons. Both them, both his sons were trash. You know, like they they I don't even, I don't remember them getting drafted if I'm not mistaken. And it's like, your dad got six rings. And it's like, Magic Johnson's son, he didn't even play the game. Like, he just said, nah, I'm cool on that altogether. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at the trend. Like, if his son make it, I doubt he... Tim Hardaway Jr., that's another one. But if his son make it, I doubt he'll be, like, five, five. Like, I don't, I don't see you passing your dad, honestly. Like, I don't. But, only time will tell. I would also like to comment on current uh football happenings or those little <laughs> things coming up for the upcoming season. I think it's trash that how uh they're really taking this this protest of the national anthem kind of uh to this to this point that they make it mandatory that the players have to like stand and whatnot. And I'm like with the league being like seventy percent black players, I don't understand how y'all just can't collectively say, nah bro, we ain't going for it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it takes it. That's how they. That's how change is ever affected. Like if we can look at the Montgomery boy, boy, bus boycott. Like they lost when you when you when they when you hurt their pockets, they have to change. You know what I mean? So if 
you have 70% of the players saying we're not going to play until y'all chill out with or, or y'all address this or whatever hell they come up with. You know what I mean? Like, they, they they can really affect some change, but people don't, you know, it's too many, it's too much ego, it's too much, you know, what's going on, but people don't want to be the take the risk, and I, I'm not going to say that they should take the risk, but I'm saying that you have a platform or you have more leeway or, you know what I mean, more, you you have a you have a better way of getting the message across or, you know, affecting some real change, you know, where, where, where great power comes, come, comes great responsibility, heavy as a, head is, as a crown with his head, you know, that's just true, <laughs> but... Darrell Reeves is retired today. <laughs> DeMarco Murray retired. I never thought that's crazy. Like these folks really retiring like four or five years. But that's that's, that's kinda average. Like the NFL is crazy, like with like injuries and all that. Like Calvin Johnson said he played his whole career hurt. And I'm like, man, that's just insane. For Detroit, y'all ain't going nowhere, man. Like one man can't do it all in football. Like that's just hell no. Football is definitely a team sport. That shit is ridiculous. But also, you know, I like to say that it's kind of cool to have the Super Bowl in in Atlanta this coming up season. I knew they were going to do it. I didn't think they were going to do it that fast. But, uh, yeah, they got it here finally. So, uh, Arthur Blank, you know, got a stadium and all that. So, hopefully the Falcons will make it. I don't know. That would be kind of big, though, to have the first home Super Bowl team. You know, I, I felt the Vikings should have had it last year, but someone leaked out that uh it was gonna be the Vikings and the Patriots, so they made the Eagles beat the Vikings. If you, if you saw the questionable calls, the Eagles beat the Vikings, um, and uh, they beat the Patriots, and it's like, well, Tom Brady still ain't retired. Okay, so all right, we gonna do another Tom Brady season. It's like, damn, bro, like. It's not even like I don't even like like Tom Brady because I'm a Falcons fan. It's like I don't like I never like Tom Brady because no one that's a Patriots fan unless you're from Boston is real about being a Tom Brady. It's being is being real about being a Patriots fan. You're a Tom Brady fan. No one like I remember when Bledsoe and Curtis Martin was on the team. Like them 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 uh, what do you call them? Them fucking replacement jerseys. You may I remember replaced with Keanu Reeves and Orlando Bloom. Like them, them jerseys they had with the, the red, white, and the red, white, and royal blue. Them shits was hard. Them socks was hard. Matter of fact, Memphis Bleak had the Bledsoe jersey on in the fucking Mo Money Cash Mahomes video. Like that shit was hard. I remember that jersey. That was the best jersey they ever had. No lie, no cap, bro. That was a hard ass jersey. But anyway. Like, no one was a fan then. Like, you know, like, they was average. But when they got the whole new logo change and brought it to Tom Brady and started winning, like, you know, jumped on the bandwagon. Like, you know, it, it happens. Like, people jumped on the bandwagon with the Cowboys in the 90s. And people would want to lie and say they're Cowboys fans. I'm like, unless you're from, like, a country-ass state like South Carolina, Mississippi, some shit. But I don't really see why you're South Carolina, like a Cowboys fan. Unless you're just going to say that you was there when they was winning. And it's like, but they ain't did shit in 20 years, bro. Like, that's 20 years ago, bro. Like, trying to talk about some shit like, oh, we got rings. Like, you got dust them shits off for 20 years. And I'm just saying it because I'm a Fox fan and we always beat them at home, you know, even though they had the league or not. But it's like, bro, y'all niggas trash. The Fox have the best team on paper. I promise you. And the key word, what I said, on paper. You have Julio, you have the, the Julio, which is top five receiver, top five player in the whole league. You got some new on the other side, which is like a baby Julio. Then you got the, 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 the the boy from uh, Alabama, Cam really. So you have like another mini Julio 
<laughs> or, or like an Odell. No, they ain't even calling him Julio. They calling him. They they're comparing this man to Marvin Harrison already. You see what I'm saying? Like we already straight. Then we got the we then we got the the double spearhead of two running backs on top of Matt Ryan, who's only missed two games his whole career. Now people don't understand like how serious that is for football players, but for a quarterback, that is amazing. This man, he stays in the pocket like he has the quickest release. Like he's our he's an average quarterback. Like he's pretty solid as a quarterback, no cap. Like, no, I mean, I'm not going to say, like, he's the best quarterback, but he's a solid quarterback. Then you go to the defense. You know, we got Keanu Neal, who's actually three. You got Keanu Neal, Deion Jones, Trufant, Alfred, you know, Ishmael. You got uh, the boy from LSU last year. But you, you have a, a growing old, like, like they, they this defense kind of stuck together these last three, four years. And, you know, football players, like, that's, that you know, it takes time. But, you know, they're coming along. Like, they, they, they really, that. That boy Dan Quinn doing something. You know what I mean? Like, on, on some real shit. Like, I, I'm not just going to say that about the Falcons. I, like, I, I can say that about a lot of teams. Like, I, I think the Raiders are going to do something serious. I, I think the Raiders might actually go to Super Bowl, like, this year, depending on how – depending on their their uh, their injuries and, and how and how they use Omari Cooper. I feel they should be pretty solid going – but they always make playoffs, you know. But, you know, Le'Veon Bell have some problems with the Steelers. You know, so he he said that this year will be his his best year, so that 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 remains to be seen. I'm in the fantasy league right now, and hopefully, you know, I already paid my money. I don't, I don't play that shit because I did win last year. Help! I am returning champ. Turn up, cause why? Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, who was almost MVP, helped me win my league. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not just gonna put it all on Todd Gurley because I also had Ben Roethlisberger and. Antonio Brown, and they was going stupid them last three games. But they was beefing at the beginning of the season. But, you know, everybody counted me out, man, and I won 400. I won the pack. So it's another 400 this year, you know what I mean? I got to defend the title. Hopefully I get it. I don't know. I have I, the 10th slot in, in the draft, so we, we have to see how this is going to turn out. But I'm definitely going to get Ty Gurley again because, I mean, that's, that's just UGA, bro. I got to go with Ty Gurley. Like, this man, has a, he's, a blonde, he's a blonde white girl. Like, that man, they're just, Man, please. Let's see. The man season. Yeah, he's straight. Man, Tiger, he that, he that dude, man. He that dude. He's definitely that dude. But also, you know, I hope o- o- Odell will, will will show me something because, you know, he, he's been, uh, he, he got he got injured real early in the season. I was like, damn, that his ankle went kind of, whoa, like, but, you know, hopefully he'll, he, he should be all right this upcoming season. But also, we have Julio beefing with his contract. And it's like, bro, you got two more years. But I understand, you know, get your money, man. Get paid, you know what I mean? But it's like, damn, bro. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see what's coming up in the season. We have, like, what, 50 more days until football. And it's like 50 more days. Honestly, last year I didn't even watch too much football. I kind of caught the highlights. I, I I I think I saw like one game like like yeah I, I saw the Thanksgiving game but I didn't really care for that shit so but other than that I I don't I don't, I, I'm not a I'm not, I mean boycott doesn't do anything or you know really I guess but I just I don't have a TV so not just having a TV I just don't have a TV and I I read a lot I'm an avid reader. So it's like I don't I don't care for a TV, but I definitely catch the highlights, and I am fantasy football. So of course all the stats will come up. That's what all I really care about. But you know, 